This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny His way. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. Uh, First, I just want to say thank y'all so much for the way that y'all are such supporters of this podcast. Um, I've been pretty open over the last couple months, just how I'm getting adjusted to mom life. Um, I'm getting adjusted to how to show up and maintain the amazing things that God has blessed me with. Um, and so with the show, I told you guys a few weeks ago that I'm figuring out which day is going to work best. I'm going to give you an episode every week, right? That's a non, that's a no brainer. That's a non-negotiable, but I'm still finding my way as far as how to transition from the executive role that I'm in all week long to then becoming the talent on the podcast. So I'm, I go from reading up on health insurances and, and building up human resources processes for anchor media, like all of the boring stuff that goes into being an executive. And then I got to come on here and be deep and, and pour in. Like it's, it's a really weird way to kind of maneuver the two and I'm still figuring it out. Um, while also having to shift to become a mom, I, my son rolled over for the first time, this no, it was last night, and it's such a blessing to be able to be there for those moments. Like that's what I've always wanted was to be able to see those moments. To my husband and I making a big deal, he just started solid, so we made a whole thing about him having his oatmeal and learning how to eat with a spoon. And like this is it's so wild. Like this is my life. Um, <laughs> and then also happened to come on here and speak. Thus saith the Lord. It's. So interesting, like this life is really interesting to me. It's like being who I am is interesting to me. Who God called me to be is interesting, um, but I'm still just finding the flow. And so I thank you guys for the way that you guys are so forgiving of the episode might not come out on Mondays, but I, I, one thing I'm going to promise you is you're going to get an episode. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say thank you. And also y'all, we got a reason to celebrate. Like 
I realized that Blessed and Bossed Up, the podcast has reached 4.4 million listens. Like what's up? That is just extremely, I would add a sound effect right there, but I'm tired y'all. That's just too much. (laughs) Okay. But it's just so crazy that God will just use your voice to reach the masses if you just submit your will to him. I did an interview today where I was actually being interviewed for once on someone else's podcast and they were um, talking to me about my journey, about faith and things like that. And so just looking at the way that this podcast has grown and just reflecting, one thing I was telling them was that, Um, I used to think that discovering your purpose or uncovering your purpose was this major event where the heavens opened up and God audibly spoke that this is what I created you for. And honestly, where I, I am now is simply a result of a bunch of scary yeses of obedient, being obedient to instructions that I didn't know where they were leading to. And a scripture that I talked about on the show that is one of my favorite ones to keep myself in check is that God tells us that his ways are above our ways and his thoughts are above our thoughts. And we know Jeremiah 29, 11 is an extremely popular one that he has plans to prosper us, not to harm us and give us hope in the future. So these are the things that God says about the plan for my life. And I can trust that when he says Tatum, do the show by yourself, that I may not know where that's going to end up. I may not know what that's going to amount to, but I'm pretty sure that the the God that knows all, the God that is all-knowing, omnipresent, all of these things, surely that this is going to work out somewhere, some way, somehow in my favor. And so to just see to think back on where this podcast started about three and a half years ago, about three years ago, and to see where it is now, we're going into almost our fourth year of podcasting in January. Like this is, and to have 4.4 million listens, when I'm on here talking about the Lord, when I didn't start off as a celebrity or anybody that was a huge influencer, but I've just very, in a very scared manner in the beginning, just came on here and allowed God to use me like for that to amount for us to reach people to this magnitude. And if we don't have a lot of guests, I don't have guests every single week. The guests I do have are my friends in real life. And so for me, little old me, for God to use little old me in such a way to where I'm able to reach over 4 million people is mind blowing to me. I'll never get, I'll never stop being in awe of God. And I just want to celebrate with you guys today on the show. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. When I started this show, I was single is all get out. I had a little, I had a little situation, (laughs) which turned out to be my husband, but I had a little boo or whatever. I was living by myself. I was still out in in these streets for real. Uh, And just finding my way until now to be, to have this thriving business, to be a wife, to be a new mom. And for God to have taken this show from nothing to 4 million is like, 
I'll never get used to it. And so I just, I, of course, I just want to thank God for loving me so much. And I want to thank you guys for the way that you support this show. Not a dollar spent in advertising yet. Because <laughs> we got new levels to go to and I'm going to buy some ad space. But yet, not a dollar spent yet. And simply obedience. God has expanded the territory of this show through faith, trust, and obedience. And it's just, I'll never get used to it. And, I, and I'm sharing that because I want you guys, there's some things that God is calling you to be faithful over. There's some scary things that God is calling you to do. There's some ways that he wants to use you that you feel unqualified for. And I'm telling you, if he could take a platform built by Tatum, a regular girl from PG County, Maryland, and magnified this platform to the point we're reaching over 4 million people. We've reached over 4 million people, y'all. Like what? I'll never get used to this. I don't care. I'll never get used to it. I'll never get used to the way that God does things and, and never get used to the way that he is so faithful. Um, so yeah, I just want to celebrate with you guys and thank you Thank you from the bottom of my heart for the way that you support this show. So today I want to answer a few questions. I don't get to answer questions as much because God be having me on this thing preaching. <laughs> so I don't get to answer questions as much. So I wanted to take this celebratory episode to answer some of the questions that you guys have submitted to me. All right. So the first one says, welcome back and congratulations on your new baby. Thank you. My family and I have truly been blessed during this time. Although I feel that difficult times may be on the horizon, I just recently took a leap of faith and left my job as a teacher to be with my family and to help make sure my four kids are getting the education they need with online learning. With that being said, I am definitely doing research on passive income opportunities. I believe I'm in a season of learning to build my relationship with God, learning to hear his voice and trying to find my purpose and my voice. I'm learning myself. One of the things I struggle with is having confidence in myself and my abilities following through on the decisions that I make. How can I overcome this? So first of all, congratulations, you know, to be able to to um, focus on your family during a time like this and to make sure that your kids are getting an adequate education. Congratulations on that because that's such a blessing and it's one that definitely we should give God the glory for. But you said, one of the things I struggle with is having confidence in myself and my abilities and following through on the decisions that I make. How can I overcome this? I believe the first step to building your confidence and yourself is to build your confidence in God. The reason why I say that is because the Bible says that we are made in his image. And when it comes to building confidence in ourselves, I think the reason why a lot of times we aren't confident is because of things that we've gone through in our life. Maybe we've had people who have spoken negatively on us. Maybe we've made bad decisions and didn't do things the right way all the times. And those things have kind of contributed to a distorted view that we have of ourselves. But the one person that has a perfect track record that has never gotten it wrong, that has always shown up and that has always done 
above and beyond is God. And so I think getting reacquainting ourselves with the magnitude of who he is and understanding that he is perfect, that he's never, his word has never returned back to him void, looking and using his word to go back to all of the ways that he's shown up for everyone, the way that he, even looking at your own life and studying the ways that he's shown up for you, the way that he still loves you, even through the mistakes that you've made, the way that he's never left you or your family, the way that he's blessed you with the ability to be present with your children during this time. Like these are, these are all what I call checking God's track record, right? So I believe that the first thing that you should do to overcome it is to check God's track record and then tell yourself that if I was made in his image, if I was made in this person's image, then surely there's some reason that I should be confident in my abilities. And if this is the God that created me, and this is the God that gave me these talents and these abilities, that I can have confidence in myself because I have confidence in he who created me. So if I was you, I would um, do that, check his track record first, and then under get yourself to the point where you understand that you were made in his image and that's something to be confident in. And then after that, I would then try to get to the root of what's causing me to not be confident. Is there some healing that needs to take place? Is there some restoration um, that needs to be t- needs to take place? So as you're growing your relationship with God, I would really pray and fast about those things. Like God, show me the things that show me the root as to why I have this distorted view of myself. You said that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You said that I'm a royal priesthood and a chosen generation. Why don't I feel like that? Where, where, what has happened along the ways? Why I don't feel like that. And he will reveal that to you. And then you can ask God for the strategy for it. It may be going to therapy and unpacking those things. Um, it may be having tough conversations. It may be forgiving people, um, who have hurt you. So, the foundation to building that confidence and overcoming the lack of confidence in yourself is to reacquaint yourself with who God is and what he's done. Check that track record. And then as you're praying, um, ask him to reveal that the things in your past or the root as to what's causing this in the first place so that you can then address that and be on the path to healing and having that confidence. The next question says, what systems or processes help you transition from employee to entrepreneur? Sorry to interrupt you guys, but let's pay this bill and then we'll get right back to it. This episode is brought to you by stamps.com. As we slowly adjust to a new normal and at least try to, we still have to be smart about how we do business and also be smart about the places that we go. But luckily there's stamps.com to make things a lot easier. Thousands of small business owners have discovered the benefits of stamps.com in recent months. They've been able to keep their businesses running and avoid the crowds at the post office all from their computer. Stamps.com brings all of the mailing and shipping services that you need right to your computer at the comfort of your own home or office. Whether you're a small business sending invoices 
or um, just working from home and you need to mail stuff out, whether you're an online seller, shipping out products, stamps.com can handle all of it with ease. You simply use your computer to print official US postage 24 seven for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere that you wanna send it. Then once your mail is ready, just leave it with your mail carrier, schedule a pickup or drop it in the mailbox, it's that simple. And like I said, with stamps.com, you get great discounts, 5% off of every stamp and up to 62% off USPS and UPS shipping rates. I personally am gearing up for some new products that are going to be launching. And we also have a virtual event coming up where I have to ship things out to our attendees. And then we'll be shipping out the products that we're sending out at the end of the year. And so I'm so excited that I don't have to worry about compromising my health or the safety of my family or my newborn son by going to the post office and I can save time, okay? And not have to deal with the hassle of going to the post office at all thanks to using stamps.com. So there are no braining, you guys. They save you time and money. And right now, our listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in blessed. That's stamps.com, enter code blessed. Let's get back to the show. Great, great, great question. So the first thing I did was I hired a business coach. When I made the decision, I remember very vividly, I was 23, I had just turned, I was about to turn 24. Me and a bunch of my friends went to Massanutten, Virginia. We got a cabin and uh, we were all like in the hot tub talking and we were setting goals and stuff like that. And I said, uh, by the time I turned 25, this is my 24th birthday. I said, when I turn 25, I want to work for myself full time. And everybody was like, okay, girl. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And at the time I had my youth program, um, I was in some schools doing the work, had no clue how I was going to be a full-time entrepreneur. I was living by myself. I had bills, bills. I was living in Northern Virginia and it is not cheap. So I had real people bills. And so, um, I made that declaration and, and said that out loud. And then after that, I hired a business coach because I realized I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to go from employee to entrepreneur. And so Raven, who's been on the show many a times, was my business coach. And she specialized in taking um, entrepreneurs from employee to full-time entrepreneur. And so I'm like, perfect. I want to invest in somebody who has the answers and who can teach me. And I'm going to commit and give everything that I have to that program. So that's what I did. I hired a business coach. Um, I did everything that Raven told me to do. I mean, there were points where we were, we would have like our in-person retreats and she would go over something that didn't all the way click right with me or give us an assignment. And I would go to like the coffee shop on the corner and I would sit there until they closed until I figured it out. And then the next day I would come back with very specific questions based off of um, all of the time that I took. And I used every single resource that I was given. I got my money's worth during that program because I couldn't afford it. So I had asked my parents for money. I cut back drastically on my bills. Like my grocery budget got cut in half. I started taking the train to work and I'm not a train girl. The train is just real dirty to me. I don't like taking the train. Um, and so I stopped driving to work and started taking the train so that I can save money on gas and parking. I started eating a ton of PB&J and spaghetti. Um, 
I started going to my mama house and grabbing toilet paper and paper towels. <laughs> so I ain't had to buy those. And I also took up a part-time job. My parents own a commercial cleaning business. And um, I got a part-time job working at one of their buildings, cleaning a dirty hospital, hospital rooms or doctor's offices, excuse me, cleaning dirty doctor's offices in order to prepare, in order to pay for my business coach. And I believe that that was a key that helped my process though from transitioning to employee and entrepreneur is I had the grit and I had the drive and I had the willingness to make short-term sacrifices. One of the things that my mom told me growing up is sometimes you have to live how other people want so that you could live how other people can't. And I believe that's a, a key characteristic that you should have if you're trying to transition to be a full-time entrepreneur is you have to accept that. So if you're building a business, your business doesn't necessarily need to match your nine to five income. Your business needs to be enough for you to survive because that's you just need to have the bare minimum to leave that job so that you can commit to the vision full time. But having that mentality to where you understand that this is temporary and you're not soaking in the fact that you can't go to brunch with your friends or you can't buy the things that you want to buy, but you have that mindset that this is temporary and I'm investing in myself and I'm um, building and building and putting in this sweat equity for the end result. That is a, a characteristic and a habit that I believe really made my process successful. So I invested in myself. I developed those mindset things and the drive. Um, in addition to that, I had to calculate, of course, what it would cost for me to be self-employed. And like I said, I didn't want to match my nine to five income. I just wanted to survive. So I moved from my apartment. And um, so I, I eliminated my rent so that I can, I didn't have to make as much in order to work for myself full time. I made other adjustments to my bills so that I could be able to do that. Then when it came to my business, I had to make sure that I, my business was able to, even if it wasn't at that moment, I had to commit to building a business that was able to sustain me. So looking at my revenue streams, were they more passive than active at the time? I, my my business wasn't positioned for me to be a full-time entrepreneur because I had to show up for everything. I had to create the presentations for the schools. Because remember at this time, I had my youth program. So I had to create the presentations for the schools. I had to pitch the schools. I had to network with the decision makers. I had to actually go in and present the program. I was doing way too much and it wasn't sustainable. And so I had to rework my whole business model and in order for my business to be able to sustain me, and that was a part of my decision-making to stop the youth program and to pick up the next business that I started, which was when I was coaching and consulting because I needed another business avenue that uh, was going to take me to the level of success that I wanted to see. And then y'all know my story about building my relationship with God. And that's how we ended up here. If you don't, Go listen to old episodes. I tell it all the time or go to my YouTube channel. Um, I'm sure I tell my story in one of those videos. But um, but yeah, and then in addition to that, after I put in my notice at my job, I, I, first of all, I had to make sure that this was me leaving my job was on track with God's timing. This episode is brought to you by Fundrise. 
building wealth is so important right now, guys. I mean, now more than ever with the the economy, the way that it is, it's important that we understand how to have a diversified portfolio. So stocks, bonds, mutual funds, that's the kind of things that I'm talking about. But if you've ever looked at a breakdown of the most successful portfolios, you'll typically see a diversified set of real estate. But interestingly enough, Real estate isn't necessarily the first place that people go to when they're thinking about having a diversified investment portfolio. Reason being, it is it hasn't been available to investors like you and me until now, and that's thanks to Fundrise. They make it easy for all investors to diversify by building you a portfolio of quality real estate investments. So whether you're just starting to invest in real estate or you're looking to add more, Fundrise has you covered. Fundrise is an investing platform that makes investing in high quality, high potential real estate as easy as investing in your favorite stock or mutual fund. Whether you're looking to add stable cash flow via dividends or prefer long-term growth through appreciation, Fundrise has you covered. Fundrise's team of real estate professionals carefully vets and actively manages all of their real estate projects. And with their easy to use website, you can track your own portfolio's performance and watch as properties across the country are acquired, improved, and operated via asset updates. I love how easy Fundrise is for the average person like me who may not be well-versed in this type of thing. So for me, I want to be able to understand what's going on and I want to make sure that I'm able to monitor investments over time. So my husband and I, I really have been really interested in Fundrise and the things that they have to offer. So for you guys, start building a better portfolio today. Get started at fundrise.com slash blessed to have your first 90 days of advisory fees waived. That's F-U-D-R-I-S-E dot com slash blessed to have your first 90 days of advisory fees waived. That's fundrise.com slash blessed. Let's get back to the show. That's another element for the transition. And at the time I was saved, I was growing in my relationship with God, but I wasn't definitely not where I am now. And back then I was still struggling to hear God's voice. And I remember being at an event and I was already with, I had already been through my business coaching program. I was planning to leave my job in the summer. It was like June or July of that year. And so, um, God had me quit my job in April. So I put in my notice, I put in a month's notice. Cause I was like, listen, sis need more than two weeks. So I need like a whole month work of, of pay. Okay. I'm not doing this whole two weeks thing. So I put in a month's notice after I got confirmation because I, I was at an event and I heard God tell me that it was time for me to leave my job. And while it was exciting on the surface level, because it was like, Oh, finally, you know, I've been working towards this. It was scary because it was earlier than when I had planned to leave. And so God began to deal with me. And I was like, well, God, I need like confirmation on this because I don't want to make this decision and be wrong. And, but what God really dealt with me with, and, and honestly, a system that I used in the beginning when I was still struggling to know when I was hearing from God is I would fact check it with the Bible. And so of course there's no scripture that says, can I leave my job? But what I realized was me leaving at that time would take faith as opposed to me leaving later when I had planned to leave would have been me doing it in my own strength. And so even though I knew that this would indeed be a leap of faith, I still wanted to make sure I was moving in wisdom 
And so I got confirmation that it was time for me to go. And I ended up putting in my notice, my one month notice. After I left, I put, well, during that month, I mean, I put myself through like this little boot camp because at this point I had been so used to building my business on the side. I didn't know what to do with all that time in the day now. And you was, and I knew that there were certain habits that I had that because that I, mm, let me make sure I say it right. There were certain bad habits that I had that I needed to break. Because I had the comfiness of a paycheck that I knew was coming every two weeks. There was a sense of comfortability, even though I was ready to go. I knew that I was still getting paid from that. And so with that, though, I knew that there were some habits I needed to break. And I needed to make sure that my day-to-day was one that was productive for what I was trying to do. And I wasn't taking that time to basically be on vacation. So I put myself on this little boot camp. For my last month at my job, where I woke up at a set time every single day, I had my schedule laid out to what my day was going to look like, how I was going to work in my business. And so that helped me out a lot for the time after I left to just make sure that I was being productive and not just laying around because who was going to tell me I couldn't, right? Instead of just laying around um, that I was actually being productive. And that helped for a while as well. Oh, I love this question. Next question, it says, I loved hearing you talk about the things that you were doing to prepare for your son's future. Can you talk more about that process? Yes. So one of the things that I was always thinking about before I got pregnant, because I I wanted to get pregnant, it was a prayer point of mine. My husband and I were trying. And so um, generational wealth was something that was always important for me. I've been thinking about having a child for years, even before I was ready. I'm the type of person where I think years ahead. And then I think about what are some small things I could do now to better position myself for what it is I'm believing in God for. So I knew that I wanted to have a child and, but I knew that I wanted to make sure that I was in a certain space before I did that, right? I wanted to make sure that I was breaking things off of my bloodline, that I had a strong relationship with God, because I knew that when God blessed me with this child, that that's God's child, that I was going to give that child back to him. And it just like God knew me before he formed me in my mother's womb, God knew my child and my future children before he formed them in mine. And so I wanted to make sure that I had a a good relationship with God to where I could seek him on behalf of how to raise my son and how to make sure that I'm raising my son to be who he called him to be and not who I want him to be. And um, I understood that it was a level of spiritual maturity and wisdom that I was going to need in order to be the parent that I wanted to be. And so that's another layer to why building my relationship with God was so important, because I know that there are things that have gone on through my family that I don't want my son to ever experience. You know, there are certain generational things that I want to stop with me. And then there are generational things that I want to start with me. And I needed to have a great foundation as far as my relationship with God is concerned to prepare for that. So prior to even thinking about getting pregnant, that was a way that I was preparing for my son, as well as the other children that I will have futures is making sure that they had a mom who was anchored in Christ. But more recently, uh, when I found out I was pregnant, some of the things that I did is I really wanted to set my son up 
for his future financially. I didn't, I don't want my son to have to go to a bank for a loan. I want to set him up financially to where he has the resources to do whatever it is that God is calling him to do. So one of the things that I did was when I got pregnant, I went to the bank and I opened up a certificate. Uh, Navy Federal is one of the places I bank with. And they had a great special to where it was like, you earn 3% on the money in this certificate. And it was like set for like a year or something like that. And I was like, oh, perfect. I'm going to open up the certificate. I'm going to put some money in it. And then um, after I had the baby, I'll move the money into something in his name. Because I couldn't open up an account in his name yet because he didn't have a social security number, of course, because he wasn't born yet. So, um, a few months after I found out I was pregnant, I went and opened up the savings account as the holidays rolled around and my family was so excited to start buying stuff for the baby that was coming. I was like, Hey y'all check this out. We don't need onesies and all of that. We'll get those things. You know, those are things that we can manage. We can manage the basic necessities of our son. What I want you guys to do instead is I want you to invest in his future. So I gave my family his account number for a certificate and I asked them to invest in his future. I was like, don't even give me the money. Just put it straight into his account. He earned in he earns interest on it. Um, and so that's what we're going to do. And so my aunt set up like an auto pay. So every paycheck she had money going to him, we set up an auto pay for our account. And so every uh, week money went into his certificate. I started it out with a good chunk of money in there. And so our goal was to max it out early so that he's earning interest on it within that year time frame. And so um, then when I, when I did that at the bank though, I asked them for a list of the different investment accounts that they had so that when the year is up, which is actually coming up in December, I did it in December of last year. So when the year is up, his uh, certificate is already maxed out and earning interest. So then when the year is up, I now know where I can move his money to where it's low risk. So that's one thing that I did was I opened up a savings account. It's just a low risk way for him to just collect money over time. And then, um, my husband and I will figure out, you know, what we'll do with it. But right now opening up that savings account was the first thing we did. Something else that we did was my husband and I made sure that we got life insurance policies recently. We got new policies and, um, the policy is great because it has a lot of cash value to where, we could use it for things while we're living. Like if we want to buy another house, we could pull cash from our life insurance policy to do that. Um, whenever God calls us home, our son is well taken care of. We are going to get a policy out on our son. So he has one for himself as well, that as he gets older, it accumulates money. So by the time he's in his twenties, he'll already be a millionaire in assets because of the things that we're doing right now. Some other things that we've done financially to prepare for his future that I'm working on now is to write him in as an owner in my business. And so one of my just goals in general is I want to write all my kids in as owners of our businesses and have their profit shares go to a trust that just builds over time. So they're not working in a business. They're being kids. They're living their lives, but they have these trust funds that are building up over the course of their lives. So those are some of the financial things that um, we've been doing and that we're currently working on to set him up for his future. So we have a lot of financial things we're doing, but the biggest thing for me is the spiritual aspect, because like I said, I want to raise my son to be who God called him to be. I think a lot of times 
we do things and raise our kids based off of how we wish we were raised. And so I don't want to go into parenting him in a way to where I'm trying to right my parents' wrongs. I want to raise him in the way that he needs to be raised. So one of the things that God revealed to me, even as I was pregnant, he showed me who I was carrying. The like uh, He showed me the magnitude of who I was carrying. Like I, I gave birth to a prophet of God. like And I know that. So that's one of the reasons why I kept my pregnancy to myself for a very, very long time because everybody can't touch the prophet. Everybody can't come near the prophet. So my son is very protected. I don't put him pictures of him on social media. Y'all see the back of his head sometimes or something like that, but I'm not sharing all of that because I have to protect him because I spiritually know the magnitude of who he is. And I have to protect that. I have to cultivate that. So when he starts telling me about his dreams and his visions, I already know that that's coming because that's who God called him to be. That's who he is. And God showed me that. So the biggest thing to prepare for his future for me is to make sure that I am raising him the way that God needs to be me to raise him. I'm raising him in wisdom. That's my biggest thing is making sure that I'm positioned uh, to where I have the wisdom to raise my son. So I'm actually going to go ahead and stop the questions right there. Um, thank you guys for writing these questions. And if you ever want to submit a question, you can email me Tatum at TatumTamia.com. We store them so that when I do have an opportunity to, to answer some questions, I pull from those. Make sure that you guys are following Anchor Media and Tatum Tamia on YouTube. Anchor Media, I'm talking all things podcasting on my YouTube. I'm talking all things faith and business. Follow me on Instagram at Tatum Tamia. Follow the podcast, Blessed and Bossed Up. All of that good stuff, you guys. Thank you so much again for allowing us to reach this milestone of 4 million listens. You guys' support means so much to me, honestly. And I, I love this platform. I love being on here to pouring into you guys. And I love the way God uses Blessed and Bossed Up. We're a community, right? This is about all of us coming together to uh, to um, build the things that God has, has called us to build with him at the head of it. So thank you guys for listening to me every single week, for sharing me with your friends, uh, to come into the tour that we did, like hear my heart. And I just want to let you guys know that I completely appreciate you and all of the support that you show this platform. Um, I'm off social media right now, but I'll be back on next week. So post and tell me, tag me. So I see it when I come back, tag me, um, about your favorite episodes of blessed and bossed up. Tell me how the show has impacted your life. Tell me about leaving a review of how the show has impacted your life, because it's stuff like that, that really, despite how tired I may be, I come on here and I say, God have your way because I have to continue to show up for this platform. So I love you guys. And thank you again for allowing us to reach this milestone. And I'll talk to y'all next week.